0: Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty, large black bags.
1: Welcome and thank you for joining us. This is. Thanks for joining us. This is Colors in the Void 6 Overcoming Teen Fear. We really appreciate you taking time to join us today. My name is Matt. We're also gathered here with. Billy and today we're going to be kind of tackling a tough subject for many people overcoming pain and fear Um, before we get started uh, I just wanted to say that uh, I'm proud to announce that Billy has just completed his half triathlon uh, and yesterday he ran that thing how's it go Billy why don't you share us a little story about your uh, your accomplishment yesterday
2: yeah hey Matt missed you man how you been doing
1: I've been great. How have you been doing?
2: Good, good, good. Um, doing really well. Yesterday was uh, my third uh, half Ironman that I've done in my life. Um, it's called uh, a 70.3. A full Ironman is a uh, 140.6 miles. And so half of that, obviously, is 70.3 miles. Um, it's an Ironman branded event. Uh, the event consists of uh, a 1.2-mile open-ocean swim, and then you run to your bike and do a 56-mile bike and um, finish it off with a half-marathon, a 13.1-mile run. And uh, that was yesterday uh, over here on the big island of Hawaii. It's called Honu, uh, which is uh, Hawaiian for turtle. That's our Hawaiian word of the day, Honu. And it was... Honu, H-O-N-U. That's right. It was a pretty epic race, Matt. It's good stuff.
1: Um, you know, I remember when you I was out visiting you last summer. You were getting ready for the Kona Full Ironman. Um, That's right. And uh, you were kind of talking about your training and you, you know, just the it's almost like the total suffering that goes on as. You know, suffering might be the the wrong word, but it's it's pain. You know, I mean that's 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 we're we're going to talk about physical pain, emotional pain today on Colors in the Void, and and kind of really you know filter that all back through the lens of happiness. Um, you know, because that's really sure. our mantra here is trying to find ways to stay happy. But you were talking about like kind of confronting and facing that fear. You know, talk to me about that a little bit. I mean, when you're getting ready to go out for a run you know, how how do you kind of overcome that inertia and and just the psychological pain of going out there and, you know, grinding yourself down, but also when you're actually on the road and you're hitting those points where you're just, you want to shut down, that pain is is so hardcore, every bone in your body is saying, just stop. Talk to me about the inertia of getting started and then what you do when you're kind of in the deep pain of a run or, or, or of a day of exercise.
2: Right, right, right. Um, so as far as the, there's two parts that you're talking about, getting started and then keeping going while, after you've started. Um, the getting going part, everyone's a little bit different. For me, um, I really thrive on the discipline of a training plan. So to have something laid out to be able to say, this is what you're going to do at this time. Um, and it, the workout itself doesn't necessarily um, transpire the way that you want it to. But one of the rules that I adhere to is a what I call the 15 to 20 minute rule, which is even if you don't feel like putting on your shoes or putting on your swim goggles at all, just do it and do it for 15 minutes, um, and then if you if you're over it at that point, stop. But most of the time, what happens is once your body gets going and your mind gets going, those natural endorphins. Um, the dopamine and the serotonin really kick in and you start feeling really good and you just want to keep on going. So there is a little hurdle there a lot of times when uh, you're going from zero to workout, to kind of get the momentum going and um, you really just have to, you know, what we're talking about really today, I think, for the entire podcast, Matt, is this mental game. Um, Putting yourself in the right mental spot to reframe the suffering into something different. And suffering could be just getting off the couch and putting those running shoes on um, and really just forcing yourself. I know some people also really benefit from having a training buddy or some accountability there. For myself, I have a coach. So there's a a level of accountability there to someone else as far as creating uh, that workout space. Um, So as far as getting started, I think that's, that's what really I think about. But... You know, in all honesty, when you're doing endurance sports, I mean, just think about that word endurance. You have to endure something, which means that on the flip side of that, there's pain or there's suffering, and and you have to endure that. And so that's really what the sport is all about. And so understanding that the pain and the suffering and the hard times are just a part of it um, and, and creating that schema of things, uh, really helps to couch the the suffering as a part of the overall experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. does that make, Thank yeah, you yeah. for
1: sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's,
1: it's interesting. Yeah, you know, I think fear kind of holds people back from doing a lot of things. I mean, we just spoke in the context of getting off the couch and getting on your, your run and your training. Uh, but fear in general, uh, kind of interesting because it's it's not real fear is is
2: is <laughs> mystical
1: exactly. it, it, it is it is uh it is i don't know it's invisible it doesn't really exist fear is only in your mind um now sometimes it can protect you from danger or you know a hot stove or you know walking down a scary alley late at night in a bad neighborhood but um you know most of the time it's really just this artificial hindrance between you and what you want you know, whether it be to go skydiving or to, you know, make that approach to somebody you want to have a relationship with or to get out there and better yourself and your body by, you know, working out and and, and taken to to the road like, like Billy's Iron Man, half Iron Man from yesterday. So why is that? I mean, why why is fear put there? As, you know, it was really a defense mechanism back when we were, you know, cave dwellers. and And now it's something yeah. else. Now it's this emotional baggage that keeps everybody from living their true happiness. I think
2: I I, I totally agree with you. That's awesome. That you say it like that. Um, You know, I think fear and happiness are flip sides of the coin Um, and fear really blocks so much of authentic living and authentic happiness and vulnerability and open heartedness. Um, Someone once told me that fear is good for, it's a necessary emotion. And like you were saying, it's good for one thing. It's, to stay alive it's for preservation so that's what i think about a lot of times when i start to get fearful of like say a a marathon Wow, 26 miles that's a lot a lot of running um i'm afraid that this might happen or that might happen and as soon as i start using that word afraid i remind myself you know this is made up fear is only good if my life's at stake Otherwise, it's just this mental construct that's based around this anxiety. Um, And so I think it's really being able to have the the mental discipline and the gymnastics to talk yourself off the fear ledge um, to get back to reality. Um, Another thing that has been really helpful for me in in training and, and working out is the idea that if someone can do it, everyone else can do it. Now it doesn't mean it's easier or harder for someone you know it's I can't do it at the level of let's say uh, Jan Ferdino who won Kona Ironman last year um, but I think a lot of times we underestimate ourselves as humans and and the fear keeps us still in that it's a real shame, yeah,
1: yeah, it's interesting you say that that you know it kind of just if 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 someone can do it, anyone can do it right yeah you know, it r- reminds me of uh banister the guy who first broke the four minute mile i mean they thought it was physiologically impossible that if if a human being was able to run the mile in four minutes they they would kill them before they could achieve that goal and banister you know kept training kept practicing and uh finally broke the four minute mile and i don't know the data on this although i'll put some there's some pretty good uh resources online about that i'll put that in the show notes but i think uh the number of people who broke the four minute mile within two years of banister breaking the four minute mile it's like six or eight people did it within a couple of years you know now it's very very common you know so it just takes somebody to do it to show you the way um so you said that fear is kind of a other than a life and death uh you know, mechanism that's pretty valuable. Otherwise it's, I'm sitting here, uh, reading reminded of Admiral Akbar from, from Star Wars. Anyone, anyone know the quote? <laughs> no.
2: It's a trap.
1: What
2: is that? It's a trap. <laughs> right,
1: right. Basically fear is a trap. You know, it's like, don't fall for it because you know, what you, right. let's put it this way. When you're feeling scared, when you're feeling, you know, fear holding you back, it, it, like you said, you know, it, it's a good reminder to say, listen, unless my life's in danger, Suck it up. Move forward. Um, one of my yeah. mentors, his name's Carrie, um, taught me this that was, uh, I think, it might, may be helpful. And, and uh, you know, I know that you're your great accomplishments of the Ironman, and I'd like to, for you to share, me, share with me some things in a minute and, and, and speak specifically about, you know, your daughter and, and, you know, some of the things that you've shared with her in this regard. But one of the things <laughs> that Carrie told me is he said, acute pain solves chronic pain. Okay. The acute pain, huh, you know, that cool. intense but short lived pain of of getting out there and, and you know, running thirty minutes a day solves the chronic pain of obesity and joint pain and diabetes and you know all, all the things that go with back issues, you know, the acute pain of, you know, maybe having that tough conversation with your spouse or with a coworker that kinda ends, you know, months or weeks or decades of misery. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm a, a kind of non-confrontational purpose, person by nature. Uh, and that taught mm-hmm. me a lot because it said, well, God, why would I want to go and tell them that, you know, whatever, you know, that they're keeping a messy workstation or that they're, you know, sexually harassing one of the coworkers or that, you know, they're they're not an employee that can be a part of the team anymore. You know, I, I normally would be like, oh, my God, I'd rather, you know, have dental surgery than, you know, confront somebody like that. But, <laughs> you know. It's speaking through the lens of a bad employee uh, because, you know, as a a small business owner, that's kind of where my perspective is. Um, You know, they they, they erode the culture. They they slowly uh, are a cancer within the organization that makes everybody miserable. You know, a lot of people are, you know, it just takes the edge off the energy and the the spirit of the whole organization, and you don't feel it because it's so subtle. But, you know, two years, three years in, you know, you're starting to lose some of those good people because they feel um, like they can't get accomplished what they need to because of this bad egg spoiling, spoiling the entire thing. So, you know, that acute pain sometimes, is, it's tough for a short period of time, kind of the rip the bandaid off thing. You don't want to pull it off real, real slowly. So, um, but Billy, you had shared right. a story about, you know, how you, you, you and your daughter and uh, you know, I don't know, just, I guess I'm, I, I wanted you to share that a little bit with the audience, but you may have, you know, other things that you want to share as it relates to to pain and, and the correlation between that and your, your, your marathoning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were talking about my daughter. Um, she's 12 years now. Last year her and I did the Honolulu marathon together and she was 11 years old, completed 26 miles. And um, she really had the heart of a warrior. In that. And, and uh, we didn't run the whole thing. We run walked it and finished in about seven hours. Um, and that that was just it was really inspiring for me to see her spirit, and uh, you know, there's times when she was just crying for because she was so deep in what we call the pain cave, and uh, I'd ask her, I said, hey, do you want to stop or do you want me to carry you? And she's like, no, I want to finish, and you know, it was really a testament to she was willing to put herself through that pain to be able to have the the joy of finishing and the glory of that. And I think that uh, is something that's a constant reminder for me when I'm racing or training even is that, you know, the pain is, temp; it's always temporary. And, and that's really important to remember that, you know, at least when it comes to physical pain and emotional pain too, if your mental gymnastics are sharp, um, that it will go away. So even yesterday when I was on mile four and my legs were of of my run and my legs were totally seized up in cramps and I had to stop and massage them out. I thought, okay, well this is going to go away at some point. You just need to keep on going. And a lot of times that physical sensation, it plays, you're talking about the mental trap. It plays mental tricks on you thinking this is how it's going to be Forever but it's not. You know, I had to remind myself, this is going to be gone in an hour. Um, And that puts a little bit more of a perspective on it. Um, And just kind of reflect back on what we were talking about a a little bit earlier um, in regards to fear and and tying it in with this. I think fear and and this pain idea really hits in the heart of... uh, kind of a self-esteem and self-confidence type of thinking, which is, you know, if you're if you're sitting in the fear seat, then you're kind of saying to yourself, I don't have what it takes to do this, or I'm not good enough. And that, in regards to happiness, is a total bummer. You shouldn't be in that spot. And, and, and you know, if you're a listener and you're stuck in that spot, let's talk to someone and realize how awesome, and powerful you are, and I think a lot of times as human beings, we forget that, and we forget just how excellent we are. Um,
1: yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree.
2: Yeah, you know, I was
1: thinking about that exact same thing before the show, and I think that, you know, and, and me, I, I kind of take a lot of professional risk, professional innovations, kind of living on the uh, the cutting edge of, of my comfort zone. I mean, that's that's really... Yeah, you know, and, and 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 Billy, you have this beautiful, wonderful accomplishments of your physical, you know, triumphs, which are just excruciatingly impossible to me, frankly. I, I do similar things professionally. You know, I, I feel like and I got to live at the are, edge of your comfort zone.
2: And so, if we flip the script there, what you do business wise is so scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and. So what is that? What, why would I be fearful in starting my own business? Am I thinking to myself, right. I don't have what it takes? I don't have the skills.
1: Exactly. But what,
2: if, that's exactly if someone were to come to me. That's not true. Right. But it's, wow, how hard is it to get out of that place? Like, oh, that's not me. I I, I couldn't do that. So if I'm living what we're talking about here, I'd be able to say, I can do that. Um, I guess I just need a little bit more information. uh. Like you would need a little bit more information as far as training.
1: Right, right. You know, and I think we we both kind of come up against that. There's a payoff associated with that insane amount of training. You're in the best health of your life. You feel great. You have greater relationships with your, you know, with your spirit, with your family, with your friends. You've got these great, you know, hallmarks of accomplishment. You know, and similarly on, on the professional side, you know, it, 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 but like you said, you tapped onto something I want to grab, which was it's about self-confidence. You know, you go out there, whether it be, you know, introducing yourself to someone you want a relationship with or starting a business or, or just getting to the gym, what you, you know, you, you say, you know what, I do have what it takes. I've got the willpower to do that. I, I, I can run, I can walk for one mile today or walk for two miles today. And then, then tomorrow I'll run for a quarter of it and I'll walk for the rest of it. You know, right. Same thing with the business. You know, it's like if you have a certain amount of self-worth and self-confidence just to say, you know what, it's, it may, may not work out. It might, this one might fail. You know, that's. You know why I'm so successful in business? I fail fast and furious. I mean, it is insane how much <laughs> I fail. I'll fail three or four times next week. Uh, I had a brutal week last week, brutal. But you know what? It's like what you don't want to do is fail really, really slowly and be really cautious and careful and have it take weeks and months to get going. And in fact, Colors in the Void, the the podcast you're listening to now, you know, it, we just said, let's just do it. You know, a, We don't have to over-engineer it. I, I don't want to have some marketing team and spend a bunch of money and buy all sorts of equipment. Let's just go and get on a phone call. We'll record our, each other. Uh, and and we 'll see where it goes, you know, and if it 's not going to work out, you have a very low threshold of of investment and and commitment to it, you know so it 's about action it 's about just taking the next step, going ahead, and right. suspending your fear for a while and saying, you know what i, I i'll 'll adjust and modify as I go along we 'll decide in a week or two, like like you said, in fifteen minutes after going and working out, you still feel like you don 't want to do this, you don 't have the inertia or you don't have the stamina or, or you're afraid it's going to be too painful after 15 minutes if you still feel that way fine same thing with business and starting your own company or, or you know starting that new relationship or that new habit try it for a day or two or a week you know before you say oh I can't do it and self-defeat so I, I think it's that fundamental just self-confidence saying you know what I'll figure something out maybe this exact thing won't work but I'll try two or three things in a month from now I'll have something to show for it I can promise you if you did that Every week, you just said, what are the two or three things I'm going to try this week? And don't be too caught up in whether they work perfectly or not, but just keep learning from those things and building upon those things. Um, I think you can move mountains and, and do some really great things. So,
2: Yeah, I really like, I really like Maddie what you're saying um, in regards to action and taking action. And I think a lot of times what happens are um, we, we are afraid to fail. And we're afraid of making mistakes because what does that mean? If I make a mistake, then I'm a mistake maker. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a loser or something like that. But if you just pretend to just wipe that off the map and you're not afraid to fail, then the action is right there in front of you. And I think a lot of times we make the mistake of trying to get all the pieces set perfectly before we hit green light go and take the action. And so there's a lot of this preparation and a lot of the planning. And, yeah, I mean, some of that is necessary. I'm not saying improvise all the time, but, you know, we're talking about the podcast. You and I improvise this podcast every week. We, we have no script. Mm-hmm. We have no nothing. Um, and right, and one, one of us
1: know, calls the other one to ask what we're going to talk about. Other than we have some general, you know, concept of overcoming pain and fear, <laughs> the other one just says, right. "I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there." I don't know. You know? We'll
2: we'll just do it. Right. Um, you know, and I'm a. I try, um, and and I think it's a good, good way to be to to live by. You know, kind of like shoot first and aim later. As long as you're not hurting somebody, um, take that action, take that step, and figure it out as you go. Not don't figure yeah. it out beforehand. Then go.
1: Right. And what a lot of people say in entrepreneurialism and business and, you know, which is kind of my my, my, my place is, um, you know, it's, you can take a lot of the pulse of your clients. Almost imagine if you're going to start a business or start some idea, make it like it's a beta test. It's a focus group. You know, you, what you don't want to do is don't send 10 grand on a website and, and, and five grand on brochures and, and six months trying to get it perfect. Go out as a focus group, ask the market what they want, maybe bring them something you think they want and get into a dialogue with them about, Hey, if I were to do this, this, and this, what what do you think about that? If I were to bring something similar to this, what would you need for that to look like for you to be someone who would want to buy it or or participate in that? You know, you can really get a huge amount of worth out of just having a conversation with your potential Mm clients and having them kind of help you engineer it or, or they give you some advice about what they would want and what they might be attracted to. Um, you know, so that kind of gives you permission that you don't want to over-engineer a survey, right? Starting a business right. is really about just coming up with some questions and asking your target market those questions and then going back and starting to build what they asked for. That's it. It's right. not that complicated. Don't overthink it. Anyway.
2: Don't overthink um, we got about it. Seven, at, yeah. <laughs> don't
1: overthink it. Um, we got about seven minutes left. But, you know, so I think that, yeah, you know, uh, pain and fear uh, can kind of be a hindrance if you're not careful. Uh, you know, acute pain can solve yep. chronic pain. You know, fear other than being something that can save your life is is something uh, that typically is a trap or a trick and you need to overcome it. Um, yeah. And that really kind of comes down to that fundamental self-confidence and just taking some risk and just saying, you know what, I'm going to be vulnerable, like you said, Billy, about being authentic.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, it's important. It is. Very important that fear it, it's just artificial we you have to remember that so much of what we're talking about is having the mental um, the the ability to change your mind state and and to remember that so if you know there's a couple um a couple mantras that I would put through my head as i'm uh, as I put through my head yesterday as I was racing. And if I can share with you yesterday, actually, it was kind of a tough day. Um, I um, I finished my bike, got off the bike, and within 100 yards of running, both of my legs seized up, my quadriceps and my hamstrings, in incredible cramps, uh, which was not a part of my plan, of course. Um, and so I battled these cramps for the next 13.1 miles running. Um, still managed to pull out um, my best time out of three three goes at this race, so I was excited about that. But there's certain certain mental um, mantras, I guess, um, and one of them we had talked about earlier, which is this is temporary, pain is temporary, um, and another one is really uh, stemming from a book that I've been reading recently. The author is Matt Fitzgerald. And, uh, the title of the book is how bad do you want it? And, and pushing yourself past that place where your body says, I just want to give up. Um, someone told me once, um, uh, another Ironman athlete that, uh, when your brain says, okay, you're done, you have to stop. You still have 60% left in the tank. Uh, Our bodies are amazing things as, as far as the, Physicality of it goes and so I was just remembering that yesterday and and to have the mental faculties to push through if it's emotional pain or physical pain to know that you're good enough and you can do this and um, this is temporary is a great way to overcome that that fear that and the fear again keeps us really still.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's good advice. You know, something that kind of I had mentioned in a prior... Say that again?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I think a lot of it comes down to brain training. Uh, getting getting yeah. into the meditation, getting into um, putting yourself in situations where you have to practice that type of thing. Getting out of your comfort zone and knowing that you're still okay and, and purposely doing that can only make you better can't make you worse
1: right right builds a muscle you know Uh, just just like a physical muscle that helps you run distances at a faster speed um you know kind of blocking that that impulse of of recoiling from fear or recoiling from pain you know sometimes you say okay hmm you take that that almost that objective third-party observer of it and say Wow, that that that's really painful. Um, hmm. You know, I wonder—is there a payoff on that? Is this acute pain that I'm going to get over real quick here, and that's going to solve something bigger in my life, and that's probably worth it? You know, or, or 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 the fear. You know, is it am I in danger of dying here? No. Okay, so why am I feeling all this fear? What's going on? Right. You know, if you dissect it and kind of get it, don't let it control you. You kind of be almost the the, the clinician who looks at it and says objectively, "What's going on here?" You know, being that observer right. in your circumstance and situation can really liberate you from being a victim and, and powerless to it. Um, right.
2: So. Right. All and we had stuff. talked about that, actually, in an earlier podcast. I think maybe even our first one and the idea of a differentiation, of not having to be your feeling, of being the, having that healthy detachment. Oh, this is just a feeling that I'm having. Why is it that I'm having this feeling um, and not sitting in that seat, um, again, I think is a real key to happiness there.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's counterintuitive and I'm I'm not I'll confess I'm not the best at either.
2: Um
1: but uh maybe the fear part. I'm a am I'm pretty fearless guy. The pain part I'm not so good. Pain pain emotionally, pain and confrontation, physical pain. <laughs> I try to avoid it pretty aggressively. You know, but right. um you know, I think if if you can kind of like you said how bad do you want it the book that you just referenced and we'll put that in the show notes. Um yeah. author on that is Matt Fitzgerald, but it's, you know, how bad do yes. you want it? And so it really comes down to what's at stake? You know, is your fear or pain holding you back from a better relationship with your family? Or, you know, are you living a lifestyle that you know is destructive? And, and um, I saw a billboard driving back today. I, I was coming back from camping with my son, and it said, you know, something like, admit it, the drugs are taking priority over your family. Like, you put the drug first. Just admit it. You know, so, so so sometimes you just need enough cool. leverage and enough, um, you know, wh- whether it be your physical health or, or your family or relationship or kicking an addiction, there just needs to be enough leverage to say, that pain is no- is nothing. If I can overcome that pain and get to where I want to go, you know, winning a marathon, you know, uh, repairing a relationship in my life or, or changing a habit or a lifestyle that's destructive, that can be huge. So right. pain and fear are easy if you have an objective and an end game in the mind. So we got about 30 seconds. I'm going to wind this out here. Um, You're listening to Colors in the Void, uh, Overcoming Pain and Fear. Uh, I'm Matt, and along with Billy, we really appreciate you coming out and checking us out. Uh, This podcast appears every week uh, at 6 p.m. on Sunday. Um, Coming up next episode is going to be a second in a three-part series about parenting, so we hope you'll tune in with us then. Thank you. And uh, from Hawaii, Billy, I'm sure he says aloha.
2: Aloha guys, thanks for listening
0: you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.